Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. As the offseason begins, we look at Bill's position groups and pass catchers. Stay or go. Who do the Bills want back this year? Plus, what contracts need to be reworked to make it work? And is Josh Allen a full-on NFL celebrity? And what will his offseason be like? All that and more is coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by DraftKings. Mike Catalana, Dan Fates, I am Jenna Cottrell. We're in full offseason mode, so we're going to talk all about contracts, what this means for the Bills, and how it goes for them going forward. A lot of guys to talk about in in terms of pass catchers, but let's start with one of the most, hmm, um, I would say, conversation starters. Cole Beasley, Mike, he's a guy that obviously Bills fans are very familiar with, was all pro a couple seasons ago. Uh, Beasley now is is an older type of guy. He's 32 years old. What do you make of what the Bills do with him now entering the season? Yeah, look, I get the feeling internally they've already made a decision Mm -hmm. um, on him. Uh, it'll it'll be really interesting to see if he's already aware which <laughs> free agency hasn't started. You'd be aware of who would be interested in you. That, that's the mm-hmm. way the league works. But Beasley's at that age. The money is not a huge deal going into the last year. But look, if you're Cole Beasley at your age, do you want to be back on the final year of the deal? Or do you say, hey, come on, you know, send me free. Somebody's going to give me a different kind of contract. Um, in terms of with the Bills, look, he still adds something. It's just different than it was a couple of years ago yeah. when he could beat man coverage, when he could get open against man, as opposed to now where he's still smart, he's still tough as can be. I think he's still a guy that Josh Allen trusts when he throws the ball to him. Mm-hmm. But come on, we've talked about getting a little younger, but certainly faster and while Beasley has some skills that you want, I think I think his time with the Bills is going to come to an end. Yeah, and just to add a little bit more. So he signed a four-year deal. This is a he's a UFA in 2023. So he's an unrestricted free agent then. He has one year left on his deal. A cap hit of seven point six million dollars this season, only a dead cap hit of one point five million, Dan. Yeah, yeah. There, there's money. There's six-ish million dollars to save by moving on from Beasley. And Mike, he talks about it. I still think he can play. I just think he can't stay healthy at this point. Like again, I, and we will, you know, again, we are, um, our media availability to Beasley this year was very little. Um, we didn't even get to talk to him at the end of the year last year after the season ended, we found out that he was playing with like a broken bone in his leg or his knee or something like that. We're like, this guy's tough as nails. I went back and was filing the Miami game. He was dealing with some bruised ribs. Something was very off with him. And again, never said a word, went about his business. But I I really think that was part of what hampered him. But guys, look, I mean, we've seen this happen before. John Brown got injured. They just moved on. You know, Emmanuel Sanders, again, another guy that we'll we'll get to talk to. But health and what your availability is, I, I think, played a big factor in that. So, yeah, I don't think this would be a groundbreaking move by any chance to say that, look, I just don't think Beasley fits anymore as to what he brings to the table as to what you could get something else. I Um, I agree with that. I I agree. I think it's interesting though, because at the end of the season press conference, Brandon Bean was kind of pressed about Cole Beasley and to kind of sum up what he said at the end, he just said, I would expect Beasley to be back on this roster. But Jenna, that was after he said that he can still play in this league. And it was Whoa. like, he didn't hey. say play in Buffalo. And then he got pressed on it. And he was almost like, oh, shit. Um, yeah. yeah, no, he, oh, yeah, ex- he's under contract. It's It wasn't a, we're, we can't wait to have him back. It wasn't a, yeah. once he gets healthy, you know, he's obviously got a big part in this offense. I, I just don't, I, I, I think that was a two-step dance tango of, uh-oh, 
Just kidding. Yeah, he's under contract. Totally going to be back. Jenna, but- I'm, I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. and I had thoughts earlier this year, and it's changed a little bit. Not about COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's sort of rearview mirror now for the NFL. But at the time, and all the things that the team sort of dealt with with Cole, just in terms of they don't like the public discourse, they don't like the distractions and all that. You think that has any impact to what they decide to do with him? Um, I will say, I think when you are producing on the field, it makes it more acceptable for you to kind of be that guy that's being more outspoken in a way that maybe the bills aren't a favor of. But then when you see that productivity drop and you have a guy that's going to be, you know, 32, 33, maybe not as explosive, like Dan said, maybe not able to stay on the field as well, that availability thing, then that kind of can move into the corner of distraction. And we know how those feel about distractions and all of that. And Dan, I agree. I kind of was playing devil's advocate because of what you (laughs) said. But I I do feel like when you look at where the Bills are and where they want to go, Beasley is a guy that's done so much for them. And I think you can't discredit that, but I don't know if he fits in that picture now moving forward. I I agree 100% with that point. And it's the old saying of, it's not, what have you done for me? It's what are you going to do for me in the future? Like cold, like again, all pro. And I I just, I just remember going back to like John Brown being this team's leading receiver. And it's like, Hey John, appreciate your time. Here's the door. Like we appreciate everything you did and, and all of those things. And, and I think, I think, you know, we can talk for an hour on just Beasley, but I think he did help. Alan mature. Oh yeah. I'm a more patient passer. I think he was a big part of his development. Um, but I just don't think he, I don't think he brings enough to the table anymore. And to your point, like Mike, your question, it was annoying. There's no question. It was annoying. Um, whether that affected anything, I, as we've said, I don't really think so, but I think it was annoying, um, to an organization that likes to keep things buttoned up. Yeah. Now I will say this. Um, I do think Brandon Bean, you know, fans a lot of times, and we'll, we're all guilty of it, where you react in the quick, well, they'll move from this guy. They'll do this. And we thought that last year with some of the moves on the offensive line. Yeah. I will say there is still a path to him being back with the team. It's not impossible. Uh, you know, they may feel differently about his health with an offseason, but it would depend on the role. Like, can you depend on this guy? Do you Do you redo the deal in some way to give you a little – bit of uh relief that's that's a pretty big number for a guy like that mm-hmm. and it is his three years of work here so i do believe you know these are these are people like they might have been annoyed with him mm-hmm. but he did mm-hmm. give them a lot and yeah. and you said it dan he's going out there playing hard so it, it's not oh well definitely he's cut there is a i think a bonus for a roster bonus i think on march 20th those mm-hmm. decisions get made pretty quickly and like i said it might have already been made but Cole Beasley was a very good guy to bring in for this team, gave them a lot, helped Allen a lot. If he moves on, he moves on, and that's fine. But, you know, he's going to be – I'm going to guess he's going to be on somebody's roster this year. Oh, yeah. I would, I would agree with that. I think, you know, and Brandon Bean talked about at the end of the season, like how they have to have honest conversations. And obviously they know what Beasley was maybe hampered by this season or maybe what he was – where he was really at. But – um, I think he could be back on this roster. I just don't know if I expect that to happen. Yep. I wouldn't be shocked, but I don't know if I expect that to happen. All right. Another also, guy. Look, just one last point on that. And obviously now we can look at this full picture. Did, do you think Beasley was mad at the team for not sticking up for him enough? Eh. No, I think he was still more mad at the players association. And you yeah. know what? He had some valid points about the whole process. What I, didn't, what I didn't like about it was that he made it that narrative going on when you had to deal with it. And look, I, I guess he paid for it money-wise. He got fined. How much did he get fined? It was a crazy amount that he ended up getting fined by the league. 60000 Oh, was, like I think that. it was more than that. I think it was more than that that he got fined during the year. And what I'm saying is so he did that. I just think it was, look, at some point, Cole, even if you don't agree with it, you know, you got to deal with it. And he made it public. But like I said, in that room with his teammates and the coaches know what he goes through, mm-hmm. um, he's, he's he had a lot in the bank on the positive side. But yes. he made the best point. It is the NFL. 
You sign guys for what they're going to do, not for what they've done. It's no lifetime achievement award. So that <laughs> part and the health part and the age part, I think they would move on. Yeah. All right. Another guy that um, is getting up there in age, Manuel Sanders. He's an unrestricted agent, this or free agent this season, 35 years old, coming off that one-year deal with the Bills. Um, he is a guy that I think has talked about, you know, just, you know, he had his one year with the Bills and he wants to sit down on a beach. Um, obviously, we haven't heard anything from him, but Dan, what do you make of what they like? How much do you think this is a conversation of like, do you want to be back? I think it's I, I I would think that it's Buffalo or nothing. Like, I think it's Buffalo or retirement for, for Sanders. I don't think he wants to move and join another team and, and all that stuff. And I think he really enjoyed playing with Allen and, and his community, the stuff that he impacted here in Western New York. That being said. You know, I know he was on Colin Coward's show and was asked, and he's like, I need to take some time to think about it, you know, all those things. And, like, even Brady retiring now and saying to this, to some respects, like, we'll never say never. It's like these guys just got beaten up. They're just emotionally exhausted from a season. And it's yeah. odd when somebody says, like, unless you knew, like, Andrew Whitworth from the Rams, like, he's he's got grandkids, I think. Like, the fact that he's like, yeah, I'm good. Hey. Uh, oh, sorry, Grandpa. Yeah, oh, oh, round of applause for Grandpa in the top left corner. Um, but I, I think that Sanders still needs some time to sit back and see how he's feeling uh, physically and to know, does he want to go through that again or yeah. sit on a beach and sip a Corona? Well, you know what? He can kind of do both because I look at this situation, right? He's, he's not signed. He loves Buffalo, loves playing with Josh, all those things. So you're telling me that Emmanuel Sanders couldn't go to the beach, couldn't do all that. The guy's always in great shape. He was greatly impacted, and you guys know, talked to him, you know, by the death of Demarius Thomas, like at the end mm -hmm. of the year. That really, I mean, that was a guy he was, what he, I think he said it was his best friend, yeah. best yep. for, certainly in the NFL. So there's a lot of stuff like that. But now we got free agency. Now you got the draft, all those things going on. You can't tell me that he wouldn't be sitting there on, mm -hmm. you know, August 1st, and all of a sudden the bills go, and he's like, I'm thinking about it. And you and you work out a deal that absolutely can happen mm -hmm. because when he was healthy, he was still making some plays and you might have that kind of a deal left in a guy like that. I also believe to Dan's point, the end of the year, they're beaten up, man. There's some guys who just want to say, I don't want to deal with the whole offseason program. I don't want to be there in April. I don't want to do all that, you know, yeah. uh, and then when when the time comes, if I'm feeling it, I'm ready to go back. And Jenna as opposed to the Beasley thing. There's no there's no rush to make a decision. No. Now, they may move on from him. They may do other things. But come a few months from now, he's feeling good. Yeah, I still think there's a possibility that he could be back, but it would be in those circumstances. I, don't, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think next week we're hearing they're signing him to a three-year deal. I yeah. say that and I'll probably do it, but I don't think that's happening. I don't think that would happen. But I, I agree. I feel like maybe he can have it both ways, which is probably what – I mean, I feel like at his point in his career, he's totally earned that, you know, obviously the, the accolades that he has and where he's been at. I also wonder too, like, you know, I say like, you know, the Bills will move on from this guy and that guy. And obviously Diggs is a veteran presence, but I feel like you don't want to like completely throw all your veterans out the window. Um, well, I think that's a part of it too. Yeah. And it depends on who you replace them with. Correct. Uh, I think it's going to be other guys that have been around a little bit. Now, this is where we get into the Davis discussion, you know, and, I, and Dan made a point, you know, they did go out and sign Sanders in the offseason and what they thought of Davis. Well, I mean, it's recency bias, but it was a heck of a recency <laughs> when you have the game he did against Kansas City. And I mentioned yeah. it to Jenna before we even came on. Uh, yeah, it helps to have Stefan Diggs on the other side, even though Diggs wasn't as impactful, but he was phenomenal in that game. And I think they believe a lot of things about him stepping up but Josh Allen and I know we're going to talk a little more Josh but Josh got a lot of change coming for this year a lot mm -hmm. of change the quarterback room the coordinator all those things and you know those veteran guys at wide receivers so I would believe there'd still be guys with experience it's not like you're going to draft two kids in the first and second round and throw them out there and say that's who's replacing these guys yeah yeah no I agree with that um all right, but I think it. they'll be looking for more of a third wide receiver than a second option. So you've now moved Gabriel Davis up to number wow. two? I have. I have. 
His play I love this year. the evolving Dan. Started yeah, with him can... becoming a run first guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Super Bowl was all about running the football, oh, guys. My God. We... <laughs> I was thinking to myself when McVay, by the way, oh, oh I could care less. About, look, he's he's obviously a successful coach. Just a brief aside. Him talking about retiring at 38 and whatever he is at 36 and and then going to booth. Go, go to the booth, take a year or two, whatever he's deciding to do. He's not a good game coach. Awful. He he's yeah. not good at that. He's great at a lot of stuff. He's not a good game coach. And man, you talk about just pounding your head into it. I get it running to try to help with some other stuff, but they were awful at it. Yeah. Awful. They, they should have just taken a knee. Like oh. that, that would have been better on first down. The amount of first down runs for negative or zero yards oh. was astounding. And so, yeah, uh, guys, you don't need to run the football to okay, win a so, championship. So, okay. so, Dan, you don't have to evolve from that. But in terms of Gabriel Davis, but in fairness, Gabriel Davis stepped up in some moments. And let's Ooh, face absolutely. it, man, in the playoffs, the guy's been pretty good. No, yeah. and, I, and I think that was part of it that we talked about last year when they signed Sanders and they yeah. had let go of, of, of John Brown. And it was almost yeah. like, okay, they need to find another not a veteran guy, but another guy that could fill in that they didn't want. They, I think they still thought Gabe was a better second option than a than a first option. Multiple you know, it, option too. Yeah. He can well, play. I, all I mean, in the spots. sense of I mean the sense of Gabe is better, like you said, filling in for a spot than handing him a spot going into a second year. Like you're this guy. We need right. to do this. It was like, hey, you just learn, develop behind these guys, and you'll fill in whenever we need you. I think now with the step that he took, they're saying you're the guy or a guy. Yeah. We're going to need to find a guy. We need to find a new Gabe Davis, somebody that can play a lot of positions and fill in spots. You know I've been team Gabe Davis since you have yeah. the jump. So. By the way, they need somebody fast. Yes. They do. Speed is a speed is a thing. It's speed. I I said it in our last podcast. It's it's what they need overall on this roster. But you need a guy. Look, Diggs can run. Yeah. He's not a speed first guy. He's a great route runner. All those things. Gabe's big, tough. All those things. You need speed. That's yeah. the element I think they're going to want. Yeah, I know they have like Marquez Stevenson guys. Like, it'd be great to see them take a step in right and give you some snaps like yeah. we don't know yeah but that's an element but i think that's what they're going to be looking for yeah all right we're going to talk speed in a second but first a word from our sponsor all right, everybody listen up because you don't want to miss out on this opportunity. The Super Bowl is here in DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL is here with a huge offer. They're counting down to Super Bowl 56 where new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on the Bengals or Rams to win. All you got to do is bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That is right. Bet just $5 on the Rams or the Bengals win the Super Bowl and DraftKings Sportsbook will give new customers an additional $280 in free bets if the team they choose wins the game. Now, if the Sportsbook isn't available right now in your state, you still have something to play for, so don't worry. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a million dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. I use DraftKings. I love it. So remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BUFFALO+, Plus, all caps, no spaces, and get 56 to 1 odds on the Rams or Bengals. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. Remember, that's promo code Buffalo Plus at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, let's talk Isaiah McKenzie. A little dirty. Unrestricted free agent this season. 27 years old, which I was not expecting that number. Uh, coming off a one-year deal. Mike, we know he's got a lot of personality. We know he's also a huge fan of Brian Dable. But yep. what do you think the Bills do with McKenzie? Well, when I look at the unrestricted free agents for this year at wide receiver, I have Devontae Adams second and Isaiah McKenzie first. That's fair, right? I I oh, think so I love the guy. I love having I, – I, the bit he did with the, you know, hot the hot wings, wings is, is so McKenzie – um, he's, you know, face of the franchise, all that kind of stuff. That's the, the fun part, right? Mm -hmm. But he does bring something to this roster. And it was interesting the way they 
sprung him on the Patriots who must have not Mm -hmm. noticed him at all because he just dominated in that game with Josh in the game up in Foxborough. But he does bring that element. Now, look, that's probably a more replaceable element with a younger player at some point if he gets an offer. He he was out there for a little while, Dan, last year before he came back to the Bills on a one-year contract. But I think he has – when you look at what you get for what you pay, McKenzie's been a really good value for this team. And if you go back to during the season where, you know, he's just, he's not equipped to be the return guy. I just don't think he's got the speed and all, but there's something, Mm -hmm. there's something missing in that, the buttoned up part that I think you need for that. But in terms of what he can add with that speed and playing in the slot, uh, he plays differently than Beasley. I'm not, I'm saying is if you go out and look for somebody the right deal, you can have McKenzie. But I think teams got exposed to him a little bit more this year. And you guys said, Dable, I mean, the Giants wide receiver position is a strange one. They've spent money on some odd guys and it didn't work. I'll tell you why. I think Daniel Jones would love having him in that offense to bring yeah, some some speed there, too. They do have Tony that they drafted, Yep, who is a speed slot kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But – um I think he's going to get some offers this time. I think he's going to get a lot of offers. I, I I think the play that he did, you know, the game that he had, like that's one that a lot of teams go, huh, like that'd be nice to have a guy like that. Um, I think there could be a bidding war. And I honestly, if you're the Bills, I don't think you want to be in a bidding war spending right. over what you have valued for Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. Like if some team wants to make him more of a feature point of their offense, Go for it. Yeah, I, I really think that Isaiah um, really wanted to be in Buffalo this season. That was kind of one of the things he said was like, I'll take less money. I just want to be in Buffalo. I don't know if that continues. I don't know if he wants to keep. I think at some point, like Jenna said, 27 years old, go get your money, kid. Like, yeah. absolutely go get it. Um, my question is, and the reason I can see him leaving or not that I want him to go because obviously we all love him, is was McKenzie's role more of a Dable system piece or a piece that Ken Dorsey is going to want to keep around? Look, he did a lot of jet sweeps. He did a lot of um, kind of a gadget role to some respects. I know he says he doesn't want to be a gadget. I know he's he's talked about that he wants to be just a wide receiver, and and that's great. But he really was kind of used more as a – almost a decoy at times, a a, a look over here, I'm going to run, we're going to go that way kind of thing. So if if Ken Dorsey says, like, my system – we're not doing that, then what value does he really bring? Um, and, and you make a good point, Mike, that they do have the the Tony guy from Florida they drafted last year. So I don't know if Dable is going to be what, what he thinks of that. I mean, he didn't draft Tony. I think he can see yeah. some pieces with him. But like I said, we have already seen a couple of guys from the Bills, like Davis Webb and um, some coordinators and stuff like that, want to go and, and play in Dable's system. Um, with the Giants. I, I think we'll see some more of that. Um, but I I just don't want to see this bidding war of spending $5 million on Isaiah McKenzie to be a backup for third string return guy. I mean, they already had drafted Stevenson, I think, mm-hmm. to be a return guy. Um, and I think McKenzie was just a better option. Obviously, Stevenson got hurt right before the, the, the season and McKenzie kind of just had the role. So I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Isaiah's done so much in Buffalo. Like he's been a fun piece of this offense. And like you said, Dan, his his role kind of was the jet sweep gadget type plays. And I think he's he's done a lot with that role. I mean, obviously, like you you mentioned that game in New England and how big that was and how he really was able to dominate that game and kind of take over. But I agree that it's gotta come down to the money. That's yeah. the bottom line. Is it worth the value? What do you think you're getting? Um, yeah, he's 27 years old. That's there's good play ahead, um, for sure. But I think because of national exposure that he's gotten, and it's interesting too, even like being on hot ones, I feel like that like adds another echelon of like, okay, like I mean, that that plays into it, obviously. And we'll talk later about Allen and what, yeah, he is a superstar. Obviously, Isaiah is not a superstar. But appearing on national, appearing on like national, like videos that are watched all the time, millions of views, like that stuff does matter too. It does in a sense of just gets his name out there. General managers around the league, they know who he is. What I I had a couple of parts of that one, and I'm going to keep going back to it. You, you need more team speed. 
And and so if you're if you're letting him walk, yeah, yeah, you you don't agree with me on the team speed. No, no I no, think no. no I'm who, I'm looking at Dan. Where he had yeah. that look, Jenna. That oh, I know that look. oh, what is Mike talking about? He keeps harping oh. on this. I'm telling you, they're not fast enough offensively. They I agree. Need, they need more team. Now look, it doesn't mean it's got to be McKenzie. I'm saying is, what are you prioritizing when you're going out? And look, look hey, look. We've just really talked about the possibility that McKenzie's gone, Beasley's gone, Sanders is gone. Like those are real roles, real snaps that you are replacing. And yeah, yeah. so are there guys out there that you and look, by the way, I joked, I said Devontae Adams. I know his name gets well, he's not coming to the Bills. You can't Correct. pay two wide receivers like Diggs. Yeah, Devontae Adams is awesome. Every team would want him. You're not. You're not making a play for Devontae Adams when you have Stefan Diggs. It's just not going to happen. But speed, I think, is an element they're going to look for. But there's a difference, Mike, between speed and quickness. Yeah. I think McKenzie brings more quickness. quickness. I don't think McKenzie's running past taking tops off of defense. That's not what I'm That's talking fair. about. I'm talking about when we see it, even with Tyreek Hill. Now, look, Tyreek Hill is a freak of nature. But Tyreek Hill catches short, goes down long i mean that's really what well and that's Hardman, and that's they, huge they have that speed where it's a short play and guys we you know we noticed when matt Breida was on the field because they yeah. got faster like they don't have speed at the running back position they don't have i mean like dawson knox is a pretty good athlete but he's not yeah. a speed guy Speedster, you know. he's you know he's he's a good runner but he's not that not that that many tight ends are but you know there's a few and you don't, you just don't have it. And I think that's going to be when they're looking. And again, saving this money on these guys, maybe even draft capital, unless they're going to draft defensive ends in the first two rounds again. Uh, you could look for that you know, late in the first round. They, they could invest. Yeah. It's got, uh, to my to your point. I think it's I think it's yak. I think you're looking at guys yeah. that can catch the ball in their hands and go and get another twenty five. Um, Josh Allen, I believe, was 31st in the NFL this year uh, with his yards after catch. So, mm. like, th th it just wasn't there. Um, and, like, you talk about with Tyreek Hill. He catches a five-yard five, five yard pass, and then is just faster than everybody on the field. So, I, I, I'm with you, Mike. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that's and there's, and there's going to be guys out there. And 17 makes a lot of plays. So, guys in terms of, of understanding what – he can bring to them uh, and what he can bring out in players. And that game in Foxborough was phenomenal for Isaiah. But yeah. at the time it was also Josh Allen as yeah. it primed Josh Allen, even though we got better in games after that, uh, he was phenomenal in that game too. And he can do that for you. Isn't that just wild to think of too? Like what a game Allen had in Foxborough and then it like continued to get even better. All right. Let's talk to someone else. Jake Kumaro has spent some time. Um, he mostly was a special teams guy, but he's an unrestricted free agent this season. He's 30 years old, coming off that one one year deal. Um <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. He's, and we're good. Mike he, made a point when we were talking earlier. Of saying like maybe he follows Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he does follow Aaron Rodgers. He does. I'm telling you, he's gonna he's gonna be a free agent, and Rodgers is wherever Rodgers signs, he's gonna want to bring Jake with him. He will have that control. I'm I'm not kidding. I think oh, that, no, that, that Randall Cobb, happened. and he'll bring Randall Cobb with him too. He'll yeah, and he geez, and he wants Devontae Adams. No kidding, really. But what I'm saying is I think Rodgers is going to – I think he's gone from Green Bay. Who knows? I do. But that I'm just saying with Kumaro. Disgusting. We made a big – we made a big point about all the all the stuff going on with Kumaro. And he, he did bring something. He did play well on special teams. They liked him and all. Yeah. But he was a of no consequence at all to the offense, right? Correct. I think that's a very replaceable role. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would, I would agree with that. Yes. All right, Gabriel Davis, we know he's still in his rookie contract. Uh, Marquez Stevenson is still in his rookie deal. Uh, and Isaiah Hodgins is another guy. He's a practice squad player. Obviously, the Bills drafted him a couple years ago, but he's been injured, so they waived him, practice squad guy. So uh, so in terms of that, like those are guys that, well, Stevenson's going to be there. 
yeah. you know, and Hodgson's, you know, again, he's was hurt first year. He's, I, I, we don't know what they really think. There yeah. are times when these guys all of a sudden blossom into actually having a role on the team on the third year there. So we'll see if it is, but I think there's, you know, when there's roster spots, there's, there's going to be guys who are ready to go when they come in. Yeah. Um, in terms of the tight ends, Dawson Knox, he is an unrestricted free agent in 2023. So he's on his four so, year, 3.5 so, million deal soon. Dan, still, are they looking to sign him this year? I think you have to. I think this is, there's two contracts I think that Bean needs to rework. One of them, and we didn't talk about him earlier, but it's Stefan Diggs. I, yeah, I think, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll get into that for a split second before we go to Knox. Just the fact of the way that they worked the deal and they pretty much, it's pretty much making like nothing of a base salary next year mm-hmm. because it all got put into signing bonus money. Just like every team was doing it. They were just shelling out money to make it work with the cap. Um, yeah, and guess what? Stevon Diggs should probably become one of the highest paid wide receivers. And you're going to have one of the highest paid quarterbacks. And you're going to have one of the highest, like things are going to have to yeah. go around real, real quick. And they made out great in that because the Vikings paid that initial hit. Yeah. They yeah. paid because they had signed that deal. So the bill's pushing money around. They haven't had that big hit on Diggs yet. Correct. So I know teams think like that sometimes, right? They think like that. And, uh, digs digs that will be the case. He's gonna get he's gonna get that, reworked. That's got to be on Beans, you know, top high up on his to do list before this, this free agency starts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Correct. Yeah. As it stands now, digs. You, yeah. I was gonna say, but Dan. I'm sorry, Dan, but you were saying about Knox the same kind of thing. Like they have to, right? I, I shouldn't say have to. But Jenna Knox is a is a textbook example of the Bean McDermott. Sign, draft, draft develop, develop sign right yeah. like that like that Knox just fits that to a t yeah yeah completely no and i agree and i think he's taken a lot of steps forward this year i'm yeah. still curious i don't think he's hit his ceiling yet i think there is store still more to be left there um but in terms of Knox, i think yeah i think you want it kind of like you said Diggs is at the top of the list because of what he's done, where he's mm-hmm. at, the echelon that he's put himself in. But Nasa Knox is not too far behind of a guy you want to have locked up. Right. And, and someone that you can have kind of that reliable piece, especially a tight end, because I feel like Knox has obviously been great, but Tommy Sweeney, he's also going to be another. We can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. And to Jenna, you looked up, you know, with some of the numbers we talked about, the Josh hit starts in another year. Yeah. Right. So yeah. how dig how Bean moves around the cap in terms of numbers for this year while Josh is only at like 16 or 17 million? Correct. 16, against, yeah. A little over 16. Yeah. And then it goes up next to $14 billion dollars next year. Is that what it is? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's big numbers. So, so in terms of these key guys um, and a- allocating money, I think, you, I think you will look to do it this year. Yeah. And that way you don't have to worry about it next year. Yeah, Allen's cap hit this year is going to be about over $16 million. Next year it jumps to almost $40 million. But so, That's why it was so important to get the deal done. That's why Bean really liked it because he now knows what he's got. And this yeah. isn't lingering in. Like I said, guess what? I mean, obviously we're going to get to these. We have all options to talk about, but there's a Tremaine Edmonds contract. Oh, that, I knew that, we were going to say that. Yep. That, yep. That, he's young, but there's a contract <laughs> that's coming up. Um, so there's, there's other things. And like I said, you have to keep, it was on our last podcast. We talked about it. You have to keep the cupboard filled with weapons for Josh Allen. And that's why this podcast is probably as important as any of them is to keep putting weapons around him. You know, you look at, we're still in that recency bias after the Super Bowl last year was, you know, the Rams or last year was the Buccaneers. You got to just be able to have the best front four and you got to be able to run the ball and then have a Hall of Fame quarterback. And that's the formula to win a, a Super Bowl. And you saw, look, the Bengals have weapons and pieces around to suit Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, but you also need to protect. And you also saw the Rams where they lost, obviously, Robert Woods during the season. You lose OBJ in a game. Cooper Cup gets doubled. They didn't really have anybody else to go to. They also yeah. had their tight end was already injured before the game. So like, Higby. yeah, yeah you, yeah. you need to kind of keep having some depth. So that's why, like I said, I, I, I laugh because we talk about these topics and it's like, yeah, we're going to talk a lot about Beasley and all this stuff. And then it's like, 
Kumaro, yeah, yeah, like Hodgins, you're like, yeah, like Mackenzie's like, or Stevenson, you're like, yeah, all right, like, what else are we talking about? It's like, those guys are going to have to be replenished by whether it was like the Emmanuel Sanders signing this offseason, like just guys that fit in, but they're going to have to be on some friendlier deals than, you know, a $6 million deal that it was with uh, Sanders. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I think you make a good point because that's where we always talk about. This is where it gets really tricky. You've paid Josh. You're about to have that cap hits that reflect that coming up. And how do you deal with what you have when you have to pay a superstar and put pieces around them? Yeah. I know we, we talked a little tight ends there. Um, I'm curious as to what they really think about Sweeney. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, you know, he's pretty not impactful and, uh, at least offensively and yeah. in terms of of use of a second tight end and what they decide to do. Um, that is a position too. like there's always those guys. I mean, tight ends can last in this league for a long time. And there are veteran guys, depending on what they want. If they want more of a blocking tight end, maybe a project. No, I'm not going to say Zach Ertz. Though he's you, started, you started down the path. Yeah, no, that's not even really what I was thinking. I was thinking of a veteran tight end and then, you know, it's nice to have, you know, it's funny. Um, and then he got hurt at the end of the year, which was a shame. But like Tyree Jackson the the was with the Bills as yeah. a quarterback. But that kind of guy, um, project kind of guy, I could see them looking for that type of player to have on the roster to develop and get, you know, an athlete kind of guy that can run down the field. And you because we've seen that happen in the NFL yeah. a lot. I mean, it's look at well, two former Bills. Well, guys who were former quarterbacks and Tyree Logan, and, Lo- Logan, and Thomas. Yeah, Logan Thomas, who have become yeah. those guys. But that takes a little that takes a little work. You're grabbing them, the diamond in the rough and trying to, to build them up. But I could see them looking for that type of player for down the line. But but uh, I don't think that's a priority tight end wise. Yeah. I think they'd look more for the veteran. I know you're talking about like I, I hear what you're saying, like a veteran. I think you need a blocking tight end. Blocking too. tight end. That's what I, I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because like I said, you talked about like bringing an athlete. Great idea. Whether he's the third guy. I still think Reggie Gilliam showed some things towards the end yeah. of the season where I was like, hey, man, like kind of like his speed as a tight end. Like, you know, he's a pretty fast guy. Um, I know they used him more as a fullback. And, yeah. but you heard guys talk about him towards the playoff run where he caught a couple passes and was starting to get some attention. And I just remember Deion Dawkins being like, finally, we're talking about this guy. Like, this guy's <laughs> awesome. Like, this guy's great. But I think you do need that. And Tommy Doyle played that role well as an extra lineman. But I think you also want to have – to be able to go to a couple two tight end sets when 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 you, you when you need to run the ball on, <laughs> on like a second and one and get a first down because that's, that's important. Uh, yeah. Ask the Bengals about that second yeah. one last drive. I knew, I knew, Mike. I knew I was going to hit a chord. How there about with we Mike. get the first down so you still have a chance to get the field goal? Oh, yeah. oh, Zach Taylor, yeah. boy, he learned from McVay. Listen to me criticizing the two guys in the Super Bowl, <laughs> but I thought they both the game called stunk. lousy games. Yeah, it was, it was not that, a good game. That not. game should have been. That game felt like it was a Thursday night game in November. Oh, oh and that really goes did. to show you the best team again. You. T- cliches jenna loves all of them that that was not the two best teams nope. that was a typical example of the best team doesn't always win the game like like that that was it because you had the Bengals and the, for everybody to say mike I'll, I'll steal your thing from from last year uh those two teams will not be in the super bowl next year i, yeah. Yeah, I would right. bet my student loans on it that those <laughs> neither of those teams you can't bet your loans you owe on the loans well i, I if i could take a marker and bet, bet it <laughs> I would be, oh, I'd really? be fine. Because Does DraftKings have a marker for I don't, student loans? I don't know. Student loans. <laughs> Please bet responsibly, gamble responsibly. If you need help, call the, that number at the bottom of this box. But yeah, yeah. I, and I, because I, I don't even think, I don't even think the Bengals are going to be should be favored to win their division next year. They beat the Bills and the Chiefs. God bless them. Congratulations. That is, or beat the beat the Chiefs and the, uh, the Titans. Titans, the number one seed, and the Bills lost to you know. So those are the teams they got by. I know that's look, if they did it again, great for them. That's it's hard to get back to, but I just, I see we're talking about the flaws in the bills and the chiefs have some flaws. They have way less flaws than the Bengals do. Yeah. And they both have great quarterbacks too. Like that kid looks like he's really good, but I still believe Mahomes (laughs) and Allen are ahead of him. Yeah. There are so many starters on the Bengals team. 
that wouldn't even be backups on the Bills roster. Like yeah. I'm talking about Eli Apple is their number one yeah. corner. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. I was shocked that Aaron Donald was able to get past Quentin Spain one-on-one. <laughs> like that was what I was very surprised about. Well, that was the coaching. And I heard that McVay yelled, Aaron Donald's going to make the play here. Really? Yeah, way predicted to go, Great mic'd up segment. Right. Yeah. One of the top two, three defensive players, maybe of all time, was going to make a play. Wow. Man, it's that kind of analysis that the networks have been searching for. Oh, Also, hang on. One, one last thing, too. I, I heard all week leading up to this game was like, well, the Bengals are going to have a game plan to neutralize Aaron Donald in that pass rush. Right. You're right, because all of the other weeks, teams just <laughs> – they, they, they're like, well, whatever. Like, we'll just handle 99. Like, well, whatever, guys. It's like he gets – every single team game plans for him all week, and they still can't stop him. So this thought of, like, they got an extra week to figure out how to stop Aaron Donald. It's like, oh, they're going to try quick passes? Yeah, no way. I, no I, no I team's Ross, ever thought that. Ross Tucker was talking about it, what it was like when he played, and he was talking about the guys he went up against. And he was like, there he hears people say, Oh, you're going against Aaron Donald. The way I would handle it, they're yeah. linemen. They'd be like, take that step back. He's like, Do you see him just bull rush two guys <laughs> into the quarterback? Like, and then we talk about the other players on that team, and they were effective, right? Floyd and and uh yeah. Miller and all yeah. that. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Look at the guy next to you. Yeah, they, so they, makes your job a little about, there are times there's literally six hands on him yeah. on a play. Like two guys and the third guy, like are trying well, to stop. And Jenna, I remember you, you, you were talking about it. Like it does come down. Like there's the X's and O's, but then there's the Jimmy's and Joe's. Like you can scheme whatever you want for yeah. Aaron Donald, and he can pick up two human beings and place them on your quarterback. It's yeah. Like wow, that's bad coaching. It's like nah, it just didn't matter. Well, yeah. Mike and I were talking about too. Like you talk so much about analytics, and obviously they have a place in the game. But this game also was about the trenches and the O line versus the D line, and oh. how that matchup was. And you saved mean, the Rams, yeah, absolutely saved oh, the Rams. For sure, for sure. their D line just dominated, especially you know, and yeah. and and like I said, this is two Super Bowls in a row where the NFC team with the mm-hmm. veteran, all that kind of stuff is great. But it was the D line dominating the play and yeah. impacting the quarterback. Yeah. And and I like Burrow. I like a lot about Burrow. Yeah. But take away the pass that should have never counted to Chase. I mean, obviously that was a penalty mm-hmm. and they totally yeah. missed it. I mean, his numbers would have been very pedestrian and he missed some throws. First Super Bowl, who knows yeah. if he's gonna get back and he got farther than Josh Allen and all that. But um to Dan's point, yeah, it's gonna have a re- what, what did he say in Rocky? First, ain't, ain't gonna be no rematch. Right? <laughs> ain't gonna be no rematch in this one. Not I will happy. say too. The whole time I was watching, I was like, "The Bills are better than these two teams." Yeah, like it, you know what I mean. And that just goes it to would, prove what you have to do to get there. But I was like, mm, "This that's tough to watch." We were also let down because the divisional rounds and the championship Sundays were incredible. So it was yeah. like all, the food analogy was. The appetizer for Jenna and then the entree were great. And then the dessert was like, it was like a scoop of vanilla ice cream. And you're like, all right. Like, yeah, it's, it's not like that, great. that much effort. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm. it was literally that. And I was, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, it was, it was like, the best was, thing you can say about the game is it was close. Yes. That is That's true. it. It did it come cool. down to the end and it was yeah. close. So that was it. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. <laughs> Fine. All right. Uh, let's talk Josh Allen. He's obviously at the Super Bowl. You know, is at the NFL Honors. All that. They had him in the NFL Honors show at the end, which I felt like, ooh, that's like the step up of like Allen making national TV. Mike, I mean, he's not a household name. I don't. You don't. I don't put him on that category. Like if you were to ask someone's random parent, they might not know about him. But I feel like he's inching his way closer and closer to that. Well, he was at the NFL Honors as a budding superstar in the league. Jenna and I saw him at the NFL Honors pre-superstar time, where he was just like, oh, this is that young guy, Josh Allen. Yeah. We'd be sort of like Justin Herbert right yep. now. Yeah. Very but talented. Even Justin Herbert, it's different because it's L.A. 
It's not really LA. It's the Chargers. But I, I see mean, what you're saying. You know what I mean. Yes. No, no. I'm kidding. I, I agree with you in that sense. Uh, you know, now he's sitting there, you know, I'm, I was surprised the substitute teacher didn't pronounce his name different than Josh, you know. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, he's there now. I mean, he's, you know, playing golf uh, at Pebble. Pebble be, yeah. And he, yeah. he's embracing those moments. Yeah. You know, yeah. with Pebble, we threw the threw the ball like he was a he was a guy people were seeking out, mm-hmm. you know, as a celebrity in that way. Um, and he's earned that and yeah. he's doing it. Jenna, you mentioned it the last time he's doing it at the right pace. Yeah, he's he not is, Baker Mayfield doing commercials before he had. And, you know, he's made a lot sad. of money on that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm still waiting on the commercial, though, Dan. I want to know what it's going to be. Well, I thought he. I thought his acting was was great at the NFL Honors. Timing, I thought the, yeah. the good delivery, good timing, I, the yeah. shrug was funny, yeah. the hand, you know, I thought all of that was good. Right now, Josh is he's I just he's not on Manning or Rodgers or Brady's level, but he is one of the he's in that rare sweet spot right now, guys, that he is nearly universally liked. Yes. Yes. Like Mahomes has become, you know, you root against Mahomes now because he's too good. Rogers has all his stuff. Brady's been, Brady's actually come back to being more likable recently since, you know, Tampa Tom. Yeah. But right now, Josh is fun, talented, um, still has that, that charm and that, that new, new car smell. Like Josh (laughs) is all of those things. So, uh, and I don't know if we're getting to this, but like, the Bills and Rams. Oh, we're going to repeat that. Yeah, <laughs> the, Bills and, the Bills and Rams on opening night makes so much sense. Yeah. Because yeah. you have you have the Rams, but you also have <laughs> where Josh is no longer that like, oh, he had a good game. Oh, he's that wild card. Like, no, he's, he's bona fide stud. You're yeah. going to milk. You, you, you'll get that residual from that that 13 seconds. You can have that, that whole storyline going to L.A., you don't need the Cowboys, um, although I'm sure Mike would love to see them get get absolutely destroyed on opening yeah, night. Right, but I, I think you can milk that. I, I just think the Rams hosting the Bills on opening night makes so much sense because, like we're talking about, Josh Allen universally liked superstar on that verge of like Russell Wilson isn't likable. Joe Burrow is really likable. Um, yeah, but like you said, Baker Mayfield like. Yeah, and Russell know. Russell Wilson sitting with the commissioner. I mean, I know he won the man. I mean, seriously, Mr. could you be any more? Yeah, he's, he's so, just. You know, it works so for him. Cringy. It work. It just like Rogers. That works with his the people who really like him. It's like, look, if Russell Wilson was your quarterback, he still could be really good. He can yeah. win in the league. The guy Absolutely. still is very effective. But you know, he's like, you're right about Josh and Jenna. In the last moment, the world saw Josh. He won that game twice. Yep. So he didn't have a big failure. He didn't throw a bad pick. He didn't do any of those things. He yeah. was phenomenal in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think he's handling this transition. He's gotten paid. These are big things. Yeah. In the room. I told you guys about it. In the room. He got paid. Still mm-hmm. beloved. Because he's a worker. Yep. He becomes the star. Still beloved. Because he's the worker. And I think he's still got that going. I don't see him losing an ounce of that. Um, it'll be interesting when new players come in now because I've heard players talk about he's not Brady. We know that. Right. But Brady talk about meeting players when like he went to Tampa and they're coming up to him, you know, talking to him. He's like, Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> they're like, Yeah, really. <laughs> but when guys come in now, Josh is becoming that guy. Yeah, And we heard a little bit of that from Sanders when he came in last mm-hmm. year because he, like, wanted to work with Josh. So, yeah. yeah, I think he's handled it well. I feel like a quick story is when we were at the Super Bowl, Mike and I, back in 2020, before the world kind of shut down, we were on the NFL red carpet at the NFL Honors, and, like, the guy next to us was like, who's that again? Yeah. Like, talking about Josh. And, like, Josh, you can kind of – there's a bunch of press down the way and, like, all the big name guys are getting constantly asked to talk. And it's like, oh, we want him next. We want him next. And then Josh and 
Brit, Will were kind of just walking down. We were like, oh, we'd like to talk to you. They kind of did a couple interviews. Whereas I feel like now oh. it was probably every single stop people wanted to talk to Alan. Yeah, he's that. He is definitely that guy. Um, and and that that's only going to grow. The next step, obviously. Look at look at the step Burrow took. Yeah. He made the Super Bowl. If he'd have won it, it'd have totally blown Change. up for him. Yeah, and he's got that very different than Josh. In, in almost every way, but I think yeah. still has that vibe with his teammates. And I think he's considered a worker and a winner. So, yeah. so it's cool. Uh, to me, it's cool. It's what makes the NFL so much fun and the AFC such a bunch of landmines to try to get through. I was going to say, you look at the AFC and it just feels like it's going to be a challenge. I mean, this yeah. happening, every season it's like, wow, it just keeps getting tougher, it seems like so. You got all these great athletes, great quarterbacks. You got Mahomes. You've got Allen. You've got Herbert. You've got McKenzie. No, not McKenzie. What is it? What's his name? Mac. Jones. Jones. McCorkle. McCorkle. That's right. You got McCorkle. Doing his dance in the end zone at the Pro Bowl. See, that was good. I like that. Gritty. Like, yeah, like he was no longer a robot for a split second. That's true. Add a little personality. We like that. Yes. But see, like that, Josh is in that category where he can say, Yeah, hey guys, I don't want to go to the I don't want to go to the Pro Bowl because I'm resting my body because of the physical toll that a Pro Bowl would take on you. And yeah. he goes, I'm gonna go golf instead. And everybody's like, That's awesome. Yeah. Like <laughs> yes. Yes. He it knows is. when the camera's on him and he does a good job of playing into that. Oh yeah. I gotta give him that. Like he always takes on and of off that. the field. Like Josh yeah. is universally no, I mean, universally liked. I was just saying, I'm ta- I'm thinking of at Pebble Beach when he picked up and just threw the ball. Like people love that. People go crazy over that because yep. he had the phenomenal shot the day before, and then the day after he looked like us. Except he probably <laughs> awesome. threw, it, wedge. threw it. Yeah, probably threw it about. One of us. One of us. All right. We're going to talk way more about the Bills in the offseason coming up. Um, But please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe to the Buffalo Plus channel. We've got a lot going on coming up. Dan Fates will be headed to the Combine. So we'll have plenty more content from there as well. Um, For Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna. Thank you so much for watching. And please be sure to like, comment, and like I said, subscribe to the Buffalo Plus channel. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.